We wrote an article that went viral and sparked a natural hair revolution. We are Elise and Aisha, moms to small humans, digital content creators, licensed hairstylists, brand agnostic, curl educators, and generally your snarky girlfriends with no filter. We're two women from the south side of Chicago taking the stupid out of natural hair. On this episode of Curls Disrupted, we're going to be talking about where do you serve best? That's a great question, but when you say where do you serve best, what are you saying? Like, Where do you serve your clients, potential clients, outreach clients best? So for us, that means using our skills that we've learned behind the chair, learned in school, and learned in other careers we may have had before being in beauty um, to create alternative revenue sources for us as stylists. Yeah, we, we have definitely <laughs> done that. Um, we've actually um, managed to be part-time, super part-time stylists. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm, I'm part, and I want to address this. Number one, even though we are, we are stylists, stylists should not feel as though they have to be behind the chair 20, 30, 40, 50 years before they have earned a retirement. So let's let's just disabuse ourselves of that mentality and mindset because someone actually on a forum asked, well, they must be doing this, that, and the other because they're not in the salon that much. I made a choice when I became um, a biological mom that I wanted to have my family in a certain way. Okay. And I wanted to do a certain thing. And so I had to create other avenues beyond standing behind my chair 10 hours a day, five days a week for bringing in revenue for my home. Uh, But I had 10 years of doing just that. (laughs) And so how do you flip what you know into something that serves you and serves the people you want to serve? Because as stylists behind the chair, we can only see maximum like 50 people a week. And I don't think I would. I don't know. God bless y'all, the ones that you are that are doing it. Because I leave the salon a lot of days, and I am. I can have two new clients, and I am popped. (laughs) I am popped. I'm mentally popped. I'm physically popped, and Mm -hmm. not because I don't exercise enough um, or eat right. Well, eating right does have play a part in it, but (laughs) (laughs) but. I am physically, like, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot because a lot of people are literally coming to us a lot of times and emotionally unloading. Emotionally unloading. Their hair has been through the same things their emotion has been through. They often have lots and lots of hair that has accumulated issues. So there's only so much we can do. And when you think about the the concept of impact, Mm -hmm. you can only impact which you can trade your time for money. Absolutely. So if that new client service is two hours and you're able to do three a day, say you're, all, you're only doing new clients all week. You're only able to do three a day. You're only able to impact 15 people a week, mm-hmm. 15 new people a week. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about having those same skills and really being able to share them with a larger market and using these alternative revenue avenues, um, you're able to impact way more than just those 15 people and you're able to have people see their hair differently, see themselves differently, have a better understanding of their hair, have more ease with their hair. Whatever solution it is that you provide to your clients one-on-one can definitely be provided in one to a group. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that 
um, us being able to serve the amount of people that we serve would be doing it justice just being behind the chair. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of works out that we do split our time, or at least I'm splitting my time, <laughs> mostly, between the internet and um, physically being behind the chair. Um, and it works out for both of us that I am like, I spend at least three days a week in the salon because mm -hmm. I'm able to grab content that actually helps the online portion um, of the business that we're that we're doing because the the impact of the actual clients, not me telling people what the experience is, but actual clients sharing. And I appreciate all the clients that allow me to mm -hmm. record and share their videos and share their stories um, because those stories and that you know experience is actually what's impacting people's um, mindsets about mm -hmm. their natural hair about you know going to the salon to get their hair done like I can't tell you how many of the clients that we're working <laughs> with are impacting like those visits to the salon like more people, people are going to the salon than ever before people were people became afraid of going to a salon because when they would go to a salon no one knew what to do with their hair True. so they were actually being able to show that there are people who know what to do with your tight curls that do not want to straighten, that don't want to relax, that can actually give you the service you're seeking. Yeah. But how we've been able to do it, and we'll talk a little bit, like we're not going to go into full coaching mode here. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about the avenues that we used. So initially we did a two free email challenges. They were completely free. No we money was exchanged. We, <laughs> we were paying for the email um, service. So we actually were paying for Mad Mimi at the time. Right now we're with ConvertKit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were paying for Matt Mimi at the time, and people joined us for two uh, free challenges. We were sending three emails a week mm -hmm. to whoever wanted to get the emails um, with hair care, and not necessarily hair care advice, but hair care fundamentals. Yeah, it, it, there had to be a base, and we had to be able to communicate with them. It was kind of like... When you start a new job and it was orientation, we, we it was like ori the packet that you get yes. right here. Yes, and then you sat through those like that week those of training. Were terrible videos. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like we we did a lot of orientation with people into what it looks like working with a stylist, what mm -hmm. it looks like when you visit the salon, what it looks like when you don't use coconut oil or shea butter. Mm -hmm. Like we introduced that to um, the masses. For free. For free. And like whoever was open. You had to be open though, because it's the only way it worked. The openness was the was the part. <laughs> but we, we decided to do that for free. Number one, because we didn't know what we were doing. I had no clue. And two, we wanted to see if people were even interested in that information. And honestly, we didn't we had no plans. It was just like, it was just like let, let's, let's do, do this. Let's just do the challenge. Like, let's teach some people um about hair. That's yeah. where like it started. Like, let's teach, like, let's literally teach them. And through the process of teaching, like like, I learned. She learned. <laughs> um, I was learning what people were struggling at home with. And what, what, how it became a paid thing was we were sending those emails out to 5,000 people each time. And then we were getting tons of emails back. Tons. So we were actually had created this second job for us, ourselves. <laughs> they were spending like 10 to 15 hours a week. On top of, for me working in the salon, for right. Aisha going to cosmetology school, it created another level of work for us. I'm like, we're doing a lot of unpaid work. Stylists, <laughs> stop doing free. Listen, if you need help about not doing free, go see Nicole Walters. <laughs> go to at Nicole Walters on Instagram. She will get you out of the habit of doing free. Because the minute you start feeling like tight... 
The minute you start feeling tight, the minute you're you're like angry or you feel uncomfortable, like that's the minute you know that this this isn't working for you. Like usually it also means you need to raise your prices. That too. (laughs) That too. Well, raise your prices from free to something else. Um, But knowing (laughs) that, um, and then they were also asking us for a video, which we were not doing video at the time. We we were on Periscope. We were on Periscope doing stuff. We would Periscope a little bit from. Our in the in salon work, right? I, I would I, hold the camera. You, you would be talking, and like I'm like, okay, like we at, we had just upgraded to iPhone sixes. Right. I think we upgraded to an iPhone six from an S three. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on S elevens now. Yeah. I had an S three, and before that, I had an Epic that had a, the flip, and oh, you still had a keyboard Lord. on it. So we're t- we're taking it back there, but we decided, okay, we're doing all this extra work. But we want to keep making this type of impact and growing the impact more than we can do behind the chair. So we decided at that time to create a course. People were wanting video. And so we took our iPhones and said, we're going to create these videos. And we're going, but we're not going to create these videos for free because this is information that people, this, there's value to this information. Value and the, uh, let's face it, like it takes time to set up a camera, to set up some lighting or to film at the correct or best time of the day, mm-hmm. um, to edit the videos. And at the time, I wasn't editing anything. I was editing. And yeah, she was editing. I don't edit. edit nothing else ever <laughs> in my life. But, but we, were, we were creating. And yes. as creatives, you have to place an appropriate value on your creativity. So we created a course. Yes. And our first course platform limited how much we could actually charge. Oh my God. $19.99 was the, the maximum max. amount that we could charge. I remember that. And I was and like. So we debuted this membership. And mind you, this is 2016. Right. This is before memberships became hot. That it was. And so we did this membership. We kind of hated the platform. So we were kind of afraid to shift, but we knew we had to shift. So we we found another platform. We found Teachable. Yeah. We're still on Teachable. So we yep. found a Teachable platform yep. that was able to set whatever price we decided to value our creative work upon. And we were able to sell it in a way that was comfortable for us. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel it didn't feel like icky sale. It felt yeah. like Here's a platform that you're coming home to to really gain all the knowledge you need to gain in one place where we can answer questions kind of back and forth in the comments section. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see this very clear video. Mm -hmm. It's easily accessible. They have an app for it. Uh, And we've kept a couple courses on Teachable and then realized... We still, people still were asking for more. Yeah. And like deciding what more is, how much more do you want to share? Of yourself. Of yourself. <laughs> of your time. Um, find, and of your talent. And of your talent, right? So we had to figure out what that looked like. At the time, while we were on Teachable, we had a Facebook group, which we burned to the ground. We're good for burning things <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, we burned it to the ground. And we came up with this idea, uh, or we found a platform that actually went or that that worked. It merged worked. everything we wanted to do. Absolutely. It's missing one thing though, but one what? small thing. One. Mighty Mighty Networks. We need live video. Live video would be so clutch because it would be so Ugh. much easier sometimes than typing like the responses. Or creating a video and then having it up. It's, yeah. it's, we're talking I'm just tech saying, right now. I'm just sorry, but I, just a thing. But 
we ended up um, doing all this stuff, but we found another platform that worked better for what we wanted to offer it, and it, how it, we wanted to offer it. It integrated the, all the courses that we wanted mm-hmm. to, that we had offered at one point. It integrated the community aspect that we know is necessary for natural hair consumers. Natural hair consumers are used to being able to go to a community and ask questions. The difference is about the community that we created, though, was that it's helmed by two hairstylists. And the people who are answering the questions have been working with us for a long term, so they know the right answers. We're not crowdsourcing for people who are stuck in the same boat. We're crowdsourcing amongst people who know and gaining that community aspect of help. So Mm -hmm. we were able to transition what we had created courses for into a community. We also wrote a book. Right. Of the, the stuff that was in the course because people were in like, mist, well, yeah. I'm not a really I'm not really a video person, I'd rather read. Right. And so we wanted to touch all of the different learning modalities. Right. Some people learn better by viewing videos, some people learn better by bouncing ideas off of other people. Some people learn just by reading and then going to apply it for themselves. So we wanted to make sure we touched all of those different ways people wanted to consume and wanted to learn. Um, but for us, that has made, for at least for me, I decided to step back from doing hair as often. So I'm usually in the salon about four to six days a month. Um, Aisha's in, in the salon about two to three days a week. Yeah, roughly um, three days. So anywhere from nine to 12 days a month. Nine I'm to 12 in, days a month. Mm-hmm. So for us, that, that mix of working digitally and working behind the chair... Um, works for our lives, our careers, the way we want to parent, the way we want to earn income, and it gives us the ability to make more impact. So we challenge you as stylists to understand that the knowledge you have is valuable. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability to share it, you choose on which terms to share it with. Know that, again, value and we actually did a, a webinar one day, we probably should do it again, is that you don't need the YouTube. Now, I know this is going up on YouTube, guys, so don't shoot us. But, but it's also on Facebook. It's also it's a, all A little over. bit on Instagram. It's a little bit on Instagram. I mean, the audio lives beyond, beyond those it. spaces as well. But the reason why we say you don't need a YouTube is you don't need to give away for free. Right. You you don't. Like you you don't. You, you don't. You can give a little bit, but you don't have to extend yourself to a point where you're not valuing what you know and how valuable that is to somebody's life. This is how I always know, like it's time again to raise prices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um when you realize like I'm offering something to the market um, that nobody else is, or you have people asking you for something that's very specific, and you've heard it. I always say, if you hear from two or more people, it's the it's the truth. It's a thing. It's real. Um, at that point, and you have to like turn over to that. Be a listening ear. Keep your ears to the street. The street will tell you exactly what they want, how they want it, and when they want it. But you have to decide how you want to then take what they want, how they want it, how you'll then give it to them. That's because something. You can- for us, we've kind of done all the modalities. We've mm. we wrote something, we did video, we did a membership community, we did courses. And what we've settled on is having like what we do now is our courses live in our community. Everything is everything is literally wrapped up in our consumer community. Um, but for people who are not really community joiners, I'm not a, I am so far like well, independent minded that I'm like, I would have probably been as a consumer, somebody who just bought the book because I didn't want to be amongst 
all of I that. probably would have I probably would have bought the book and then eventually joined the community because I would have had questions. And you wanted to ask and, your questions. And answered. I want to get my questions answered. So I probably would have been the person that did both. And then it I also then I would have made an appointment. That's probably how I would have gone. It's funny because we have a lot of clients who have purchased the book. Uh, who've been, you know, been in our chairs. We have clients who have done all three. Like, and these are, some of these clients have been coming to, like, Elisa's clients for years, and they've got, oh, yeah, I do all of them. And 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 they learn something new each time. Every single time. So don't feel like what you know isn't as valuable as it is, and know that you can package it in a way that has a greater impact than just trading time for money behind the chair. If you love being behind the chair, be behind the chair. Yes, ma'am. But know that, it doesn't have to be the thing that you do 10 hours a day, five days a week, because again, we're, we're equating this time with this money. Make sure that your, your impact and your legacy that you're teaching, that you are spreading that around. And now, because just as we said in our last podcast, there are no gatekeepers, you can choose the avenue that works best for you. Absolutely. Pick a platform and put it out there, promote it, and make the impact on your audience that you desire. So... Figure out where you serve best, do the work, execute, and execute.